Welcome back, Rainmakers, to part two with Rakia Tyler, where we're going to go over what driven, focused realtors are doing during the pandemic in order to move business forward by overcoming challenges in the market. Take it away, Keith. Welcome to DMV Realtor Radio, the daily podcast for real estate businesses in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Each episode, we cover tactics for making more money in less time and valuable business strategies to help DMV real estate professionals move business forward. DMV Realtor Radio is perfect for real estate agents, team members, rainmakers, brokers, and owners. You want to make this the best year in business. We provide the tools. This is DMV Realtor Radio, and here's your host, Jason Stone. Uh, if you were to write a rule book, right, of uh, non-negotiables in order to be successful and run in a real estate business, what is your number one non-negotiable rule to do so? My biggest non-negotiable is, like, not being myself. And if I'm in any space or any relationship, whether it's client, business relationship, whatever relationship is, and I cannot be who I am meant to be on this earth, then I don't want to be in it. Oh. I would say that would be my non-negotiable. I love it. I love it. I have a mentor that always says that uh, you're going to make a terrible somebody else. So why try? Right? Right. Yet you were put on here to be the awesome and amazing you that you are designed to be. And exactly. uh, that's such a great non-negotiable rule for success inside yeah. the real estate business. So, Rakia, you uh, have done a great job in branding yourself, right? The millennial okay. agent. And I really want to mm -hmm. get in some context and background around around that, right? How'd you go about branding yourself? Where did the millennial agent come from? And uh, yeah, let's, let's start there. So, of course, uh, Jason, you helped me a lot <laughs> when you were my team leader. Um, so I, know, I remember us having a conversation. I was like, I want to brand myself. I think we were thinking about uh, a name for my website. And I was like, I help millennials. My goal, my why is literally to help millennials understand um, that they can purchase too. I did it at 24 on a state government salary. You can do it too. So I wanted it to be the millennials agent with an S, the millennials. And you were like, well, you don't want to like box yourself in just for one group of people. So the millennial agent. And, and it's just like, I think I was in a business at that point, maybe like a, a little over a year. And I didn't have a brand. So to have that and to have that aha, like that makes sense. It just took off from there. And I just started talking about myself in third person. I was like, it's time to go get a logo. It's time to get t-shirts made. And, you know, I actually thought about changing my name on Instagram. But for kid.realtor was just, you know, I'd been around for a while. So I was like, I'm going to keep it. And I just changed my my actual name um, instead of my username uh, to the millennial agent to kind of have that as a recognition for that. And I just use it on everything. <laughs> Absolutely. So what type of successes have you come from uh, both having the unique opportunity uh, to brand yourself and then go out into the marketplace uh, to really establish that brand inside of your contacts, your sphere, that kind of a thing? So it's so funny. So people who don't know me, I used to play uh, contact flag and I used to play uh, kickball um, on a competitive level. Or contact flag uh, so football? Yeah. Okay. You didn't know I played football? Yeah, I, I knew. I knew. Oh, I was just okay. repeating it for everybody else. Oh, I was going to say, yes. <laughs> yeah. I played football. I am little, so people who can't see me, I'm super little. But I definitely played football. Um, and one of the ways I noticed my brand was kind of taking off is I used to go to the football field or I would go to the kickball field. And 
kickball football, my name was Speaker Box, aka Little Mama. So that was my name. That was my brand. If you want to say, if you want to talk about brands, that was uh-huh. my brand on the football field. So I would go back to the field, and people would literally call me the Millennial Agent. What's up, the Millennial Agent? Literally, I was no longer Little Mama. I was the Millennial Agent, and it was just like. You know, I built this brand through social media. This is before I had T-shirts. This is before I had how to make six figures as a millennial agent. Like, it literally just took off. And I just started utilizing it more and more. And it became, you know, my why kept changing. And it literally just was um, became my biggest part of my why and what I wanted to do for my community is help millennials. You recognize the opportunity to brand yourself. Uh, you do just that. You start asserting that inside of your marketplace, um, and that really sticks to you such that uh, not only does it draw additional business coming in uh, for your real estate, yet uh, you've had the opportunity to now parlay that into teaching and training opportunities uh, right. as well. So, um, you know, I, I know you're big in Instagram as far as a lead gen source uh, for your real estate business. You know, I guess really tell us how you stumbled upon that and uh, where that's allowed you to take your business. I've been on Instagram since 2012. People who get on Instagram in 2020, 2019, I've been on it for so long. I've just been able to utilize it on a different level. Um, so when people get frustrated, it's OK. I've been on it for eight years. <laughs> So when I first got into the business, I had a friend. She's a social media marketer for her her business. I called her for her for a job, sorry. And I called her and I was like, um, I need to change my brand. I already knew I needed to change my brand because I was speaker box on Instagram. I'm speaker box. Like I had these funny memes. I do all these funny things that may not translate into a professional. So I already knew what I needed to do. I needed to change the minds of everyone. So I asked her, I was like, so what should I have as my name? And she was like, keep it simple, Rakia.Realton, because I didn't have a brand yet. So I was like, all right. So we sat at Fridays. I believe in paying for people, you know, paying for people to help me, regardless, friends or not. This is a friend I've been friends with since high school, so over 20 years. And, you know, we sat down at Fridays and I was like, I need to build this brand. I mean, I need to build out social media. That was my first thing. I was like, I need to do social media. And I was like, Facebook's kind of old. Been on Facebook since 2004. Let's focus on Instagram. And I was like, I don't know what to post. And she was just like, follow other real estate agents, see what they're doing. Very simple. And by then, and I just started sharing everything I did. And this is before Instagram stories. This was literally me taking a photo of me showing houses and just saying I'm working. So people in everyone's mind from when I got on Instagram as Realtor, I've always been working. I never stopped working. Even when it's months of me not working, you know, in the beginning, in their head, I was working. I, it just became something that was very consistent for me. And because as we talked before, I was a dual agent, I didn't have the opportunity to even learn how to lead generate another way. When I first got into the business, I didn't have time. So the first thing I did was go to social media because that's what I had time to do working in the office, <laughs> nine to five. I had time to be on social media. Um, I was a supervisor, so I wasn't in the field doing, pro- you know, seeing probation uh, clients and things like that. I was in the office. So it just started taking off and I just started doing research and started understanding Instagram more. And it just started taking off from there. 
That's awesome. And uh, I want to highlight uh, the fact that you do teach how to leverage Instagram as a lead generation tool for real estate agents. And uh, we'd love to, you know, have an opportunity to, to help promote that, help include that out, uh, you know, going forward so that realtors in the DMV have an opportunity to benefit from that. Uh, in fact, I'm not just in the DMV because we're all on Zoom now. I've been doing a lot of Zoom for my classes. So I've actually been reaching people all over the country, which has been pretty amazing for That's, me because hey, I like meeting people from everywhere. Coast to coast okay. and global, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to go global. I'm, I'm going global. I'm not go, trying. I'm not going trying. Global. There's no try. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, you know, I understand that it's from a listener standpoint, there's two types of people right now. Uh, those who are already on Instagram and using it at a very level. And then there's a, a second set of group of folks who just haven't found themselves turning the dial on Instagram right now. I love to have the opportunity for each type of person, uh, just two action items, top two things that, hey, if I'm in that group that I'm already on Instagram, uh, yet I haven't turned the dial to where it's actually, you know, establishing my brand or um, gaining business from it. What are the top two things that uh, that type of person can focus on as it relates to getting business through Instagram? So if we're talking about right now, the first top thing, the top thing you need to do is recognize the environment we're in. So what you may have been posting before, maybe how you were getting clients and um, getting people to your page might change. It's a, it's, it's a pandemic. It's going on right now. And we're not going to act like it's not going on. What real estate agents should be doing right now is being a resource. Yes, we still want to get um, our clients and, and get things through Instagram. But remember, you are a resource. Just like you were a resource when they first, you know, for any other client, when you need to refer them to a home inspector, uh, a lender, or whatever the case may be, we are a resource. So that's how we should, that should be our narrative um, on Instagram. Um, the second thing uh, I, I usually tell people, I would say right now, is to kind of figure out what your niche market is and that's who you should be targeting that's what you should be posting about everything should be going towards your niche um and one last well i guess for both people mm -hmm. just be your authentic self people love who you are and if they don't love who you are that's okay but be you mm -hmm. don't try to be jason don't try to be rakia be your authentic self so for people who are have not utilized Instagram, of course I'm going to tell them to take my class. There you go. Action <laughs> because number one. no, I mean, action number one is literally take a class, even if it's not my class. Take a class. Instagram is it's something that you have to learn. Just while we had we had to learn how to use dial up internet for AOL, we needed to learn it, right? Yep. And um, I, I remember that even when we were booking, uh, you know, that time that, to do this interview. Um, you had just completed an Instagram training, like you were going through more things. So I'm excited to hear that you continue to learn and right. grow your knowledge base um, yeah. because there, there's just no end of the road. It's that large of a platform or larger of an opportunity to allow yourself to always continue to learn. So it really doesn't matter which side of the spectrum you're on, been on Instagram for eight years or never touched it, that there is something to learn and grow uh, because of it. And I, I guess the second thing is give yourself grace. So just like I'm trying to understand TikTok, I don't know if you've done a TikTok. I mean, your kids are a little younger, so they might not be in the TikTok. Yeah, no, I've got one TikTok under my belt right now. <laughs> Didn't publish it, um, but uh, Zane and I recorded something uh, really early in the morning when he woke up. And uh, yeah, that's my TikTok experience. It's a thing. Today. Yeah. But I've been learning TikTok since the top of the year. Maybe I got it at the end of last year. I don't know when I got it. Whenever I got it, but slowly but surely, I'm understanding TikTok. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm a millennial. I'm a, I'm a little older millennial, but I'm still a millennial. I'm still like the, you know, um, one of those people who like social media and things like that. Um, so I'm still learning something. So give yourself grace that it's something that I've been doing for eight years that you're picking up now and give yourself time to learn. It's, it may or may not happen overnight, and that's okay. That just might not be your main lead generation source. Like one of the great things that when we, when we talked about, you know, what we our plans that we, we were going to have for um, for young professionals was like Tim. He does open houses on a high level. Mm-hmm. Amazing for Tim. Not my thing, but that's his thing. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you, finding your thing takes time. And just because that's my thing does not necessarily mean it's your thing. Finding your thing. And Instagram just might not be your thing. And that's okay. Give yourself grace. Thank you. Well, uh, you've already mentioned it, right? At the time of this recording, we are um, literally in the midst of a global uh, pandemic, right? An right. outbreak of a health crisis, and that's creating shifts uh, in businesses and, and families and how things are operating. So, uh, Rakia, I'd love to have the opportunity uh, to get in the fact that how you're using Zoom and other strategies to continue to run business at a high level, just doing it in a digital space. So, uh, just kind of share with us and unpack what are some of the things that you've done over the course of the last three to four weeks that you've maybe even scaled up more of maybe you were doing this prior to yet you're you know you find yourself now this becoming your next normal and how you run a, a business throughout this covid crisis today is the 20th so i have not officially um gone physically on any appointments in a month so i started using my showing assistance i paid for zoom because i had classes set up face-to-face classes in Annapolis and Brockville and other places throughout the DMV. And I was just like, so how are we going to do this? Uh-huh. I can do it on Zoom. So I paid for Zoom, upgraded Zoom so I can pay for that. Started doing all my bias consultations via Zoom. I did my listing present. I got four listings during COVID in the last month. All of those listings, uh, well, five now, um, all of those happened via either Zoom or Duo or FaceTime so I can physically see the house. It's a lot of stuff that you can do before you go to appointments that we mm-hmm. just do on appointments. During COVID, I just realized how much time I was wasting on appointments where I could just be doing those things in the office and then the appointments can be a lot shorter. That's kind of how I've been uh, doing appointments and things of that nature. Um, closings are kind of just very, very just every title company, every person is kind of different. But the biggest thing that I've kind of realized from this is my discipline um, and giving myself breaks and grace at the same time. Just doing what I was already going to do and just doing it in a different manner. I was going to teach anyway. I'm just teaching through Zoom. I was going on a listen appointment anyway. I'm just doing it in a digital way and having a schedule that I kind of try to follow during COVID. Uh-huh. They're really battle-testing those time blocks and the amount Sometimes, of willpower that goes to the following. But I don't turn my TV on until I'm done for the day. That's a great tip. Like yesterday, I didn't turn the TV on until 7.30. Because you weren't done for your, to your day until I wasn't done. 7.30. So I wasn't going to like have a distraction when I'm not done for the day. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, Rakia, in closing this out, uh, where can everybody who's listening right now find you on social media and stay connected to all the awesome things that you do? So you can follow me on Instagram at Brakia, R-U-K-A-I-Y-A-H, that realtor. Or you can search for the millennial agent. I should be the first person that comes up. 
that is the best way to contact me via social media. If you want to send me an email, any questions, um, my email is my first name, R-U-K-A-I-Y-A-H at KW.com. Awesome. Thank you. And we'll be sure to get everything plugged into the show notes uh, so that everybody has an opportunity uh, to click and to go directly to uh, each of the uh, platforms mentioned. So uh, appreciate it, Rikia. Thanks so much for your time today joining DMV Realtor Radio and uh, really excited to continue to see you, uh, you know, continue to make great things happen throughout the real estate landscape. Greatly appreciate you having me. I want to thank you for listening to today's episode and trust that your takeaways from the interview with Rikia had items to help you grow your real estate business. I look forward to our next episode together. And until then, onward and upward. Take it away, Keith. You've wrapped up another episode on DMV Realtor Radio, the daily podcast to help DMV real estate professionals move business forward. We trust that you've gotten some useful and practical information from this episode. To access the show notes and download the tools mentioned, head over to dmvrealtorradio.com. For latest news and video updates, follow host Jason Stone on Instagram and Facebook at I am Jason Stone. Till next time time.